This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. And uh, today's so Skylar. Okay, so here we are. What is this? July 27th, 2020. And at this point, Sony and Microsoft have now both hosted their first respected ma- respective major live stream conferences. We now have a much better idea of what these two major console platforms will be offering this coming holiday. And while some details like console price and release date have yet to be revealed, round one is now over. Uh, Which platform? Well, round one was when they revealed vague technical details about their consoles, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to call this the first. (laughs) I feel like if we were at E3 at this point, like you would call this maybe an E3 conference with everything that they've sort of released up to that point. You have like the, you know, the console reveals some initial like game teasers, a little bit of gameplay on some of the stuff, whatever. Um, So let's start by asking you which platform I'm specifically to you, Skylar for the general gamer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which platform has done the better job so far of convincing gamers that they are the best console to pick up this coming holiday between the PlayStation five and the Xbox series X for the, for, so not my personal opinion. This is for the general gamer, not for me. I want to ask you your, cause I think we're both in a very interesting point where we're going into this console generation, both not needing a console. So I, I, right. I well, want to ask you, you that. Don't you lie to me. You need that console no, no, no. just for Halo. We'll touch on that. But <laughs> meaning, yeah, right now, general gamer, not necessarily me and you okay. like in our well, situation. So I think that's a that's a hard question, right? Because there's a huge Halo population, right? Which I would call some general gamers. And I think for the people who love Halo, Microsoft won. And for every other gamer on the planet, Sony won. <laughs> Cool. What did you? What did you? Uh, I I already kind of know, but tell the audience what you loved. What you? What did you like in that Sony conference? I think Sony just presented. They they showed why their next generation console should exist. I think that's the biggest thing they did that Microsoft failed to do. They showed this is why we made a next gen console, and these are the games it will support. Microsoft was like. Here's an Xbox One with maybe better graphics, and we didn't really demonstrate why it needs to exist. Yeah, I think um, yes, I think this we're we're going to end up touching on a few things really that go into this, but I think that the like three main points to kind of look at that is like sort of the games that were showed, right? Like the game selection that they kind of uh, put on display for the two platforms, uh, the. Like you said, they, both of these consoles have, in some respects, very significant hardware improvements over last gen. And I think uh, how they both demonstrated the utilization of that hardware and why that hardware needed to exist, very different between the two of them. And, yeah, I didn't uh, even see anything from the Microsoft conference that made me think, oh, this hardware is better. Totally. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, 
So this also touches on uh, the business model that really these two are going in with, right? Like Microsoft has, like literally today, Phil Spencer retweeted this article from uh, Tom Warren, a games reporter. And basically in the article, he basically talks, he said, he literally calls out, Microsoft doesn't care if you buy a Series X. They just care if you subscribe to Game Pass. And and, and blah, if that's blah, the blah, case, blah. they did that. They said all of these games are on Game Pass. They showed a bunch of really cool look, like cool looking games, not necessarily next gen looking games, except for maybe Avowed. Um, but yeah, they showed some like cool looking games, and they said they're all on Game Pass. And if their only goal is to get people to buy Game Pass, then they probably succeeded. But that's a strange goal. It's definitely a different goal, right? Like, definitely a business model that we have yet to really see in the game space. Like, you see Stadia doing stuff. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, so, for me, I think if, if you literally ask which platform, and we're not even going to talk about the business models and price or anything, but just if you literally say who, which platform sold the hardware better, right like the need for you to have the hardware better i think it was clearly sony um i mean show me like 30 seconds of that ratchet and clank trailer and that was a better hard ca- hardware showcase than the entire xbox conference so that's a great point right the major in my opinion the most significant hardware improvement this generation is the ssd and yep. the playstation 5 uh has been as it's been widely reported uh, gets five gigs of transfer speed a second uncompressed, right? Compress, it's 10 gigs of unbelievable. Like, do you want to? So, what it, current generation does what, just to say, just for. So, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what the metric is. I just remember then Mark Cerny's presentation when he divulged these details like a couple months ago, right? He said it takes the PlayStation 4 20 seconds to get one gig off the disc because it's a mechanical hard drive, right? It takes the PlayStation 5 0.2 seconds to get two gigs off the fucking disc. That's like that's insane. Uh, it's insane. It's but that's insane. because I mean, th- for people who don't know, we're not going to break down how SSDs work. But that's a combination of one, just SSD technology and how that works, and two, Sony having like a fucking phenomenal one inside of the PlayStation 5. Yeah. The yeah. Xbox has a very good one uh, at like essentially half the raw values of what Sony has. Uh, and they've also talked about Xbox velocity architecture and how they're being clever about like what they need to move from hard drive to the GPU and all that stuff. So it remains to be seen, especially like on third party pl- games that like are on both consoles, exactly how much of an improvement it is on one console or the other. It sounds um, like the PlayStations is easier to use, though. The place, it, from, you mean from an re- API perspective, it sounds like it'll be harder to develop for the Xbox's hardware improvements. If you're saying they're like fixing like the load balance, it sounds like you're going to have to deal with that maybe in the in how you allocate things. Whereas on the PlayStation, you're just always going to that SSD. I I think the reality is that. Uh, when if you're a third-party developer who's targeting both of these platforms, you're probably going to design with the least common denominator in mind, right? Like, you're not going to, like, design a version... Like, you're not going to yeah, literally, yeah. you know what I mean? But we don't care about that. We care about the games that are made for these consoles, the games that yes, are taking the most so advantage exactly. of the hardware. So, getting, so getting back to that point, the you, you bring up Ratchet and Clake. For those who uh, maybe aren't immediately aware of why Skyler brings up that example... Ratchet and Clank, I think it's called a Rift Apart, um, oh, yeah. demonstrated in its gameplay there was this mechanic where Ratchet could like tear a hole in space and jump through it, and immediately in in one like when he was moving through significant parts like in di- like a whole different kind of level, if you will, it, you could see it took like a second or so. He's like 
in space flying through the portal a second or two. Um, but he, you it was like, definitely like a second or less. Yeah, very, very two. briefly. You literally call, you know, delete, if you will, the entire space that was behind you and re-render, uh, not re-render, just render the world you're about to come into. And it and was loading really right detailed environments. It wasn't Extremely loading like detailed. a, like a, like a quick hundreds pass of megabytes, like skybox, Hundreds of right. megabytes for sure. Uh and uh, extremely fluid. Like, you could tell from the demo, you could see, like, some things that indicated this is still a game in progress just to say it was for sure real. Like, it was not faked. Like, that that was definitely, like, a great example, great utilization, great um, case for why you need to pick up a PlayStation 5 to experience this game. Like, you cannot do that on a PlayStation 4. Yeah, and let's say another thing. Like, a lot of the trailers for the PlayStation had a lot of gameplay. They were almost all gameplay focused and showcasing the new console. Many of the Xbox trailers were strictly cinematic or with very minimal gameplay. Not only saying to me that they they aren't able to demonstrate like the next genesis of this console, but also that these games aren't even close to being ready. Whereas so that, the PlayStation's yeah. games looked close. The the Xbox yep. showed like Halo, which we, I'm sure we'll have a conversation about that later, but I'm not going to say that game looked like it was ready. And yeah. then like and and like I didn't see any games they really showed that looked ready, that looked like they could be released soon. Most of them were cinematic trailers, and unless that was a marketing ploy, I don't think they go, did a good job of making me confident that they're even going to have like avowed in the next 2 years. Yeah, so uh, on that very note, one thing that's interesting of the games that Microsoft showed, which I agree a lot was cinematic stuff, um, when they showed those teaser reels, if you will, for a lot of those games, at the end, they kind of, at the bottom, you could see sort of the platforms that were being targeted. For example, on Halo, you see Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and all the stuff, Steam, whatever, but on the like avowed uh fable uh the the other one that you mentioned everwild the one from rare for example those were three that mm-hmm. i thought looked very interesting forza yeah. also the one that came on right after halo which looked great yeah. but came on right after i mean that's forza always right like yeah. they don't, that game always looks great yeah none of those had xbox one on the bottom which in my mm-hmm. opinion communicates two things one is um, they're not coming soon because Microsoft has communicated that they would like their first-party studios. First-party studio games that are releasing in the next year or two, they would like to be able to be played on Xbox One as well. That's I, so, I, I mean, you can get me started on how bad of a decision I think that is personally. Yeah, so, so actually that's a thing we'll touch on here, but just to close out that, I, d- d- that thought, just to your point, the fact that they're not, they're, they're communicating that it's not going to support Xbox One means that thing's not coming soon, right? No, it's not it's close, right? A couple years. Um, now, th- let's just jump into that that point that you just made because I think that's another significant one. Sony has made, you know, declared about a month back-ish that their first-party studios would be making games that were exclusive to the PlayStation 5, i.e. not backwards compatible to the PlayStation 4. Yes. Microsoft, on the other hand, has said that, like I just said, next year or two, they'd like any games coming out of the first-party studios to be also backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Also on PC, like they're releasing things on Steam. Very different strategies there. And I think this is an example... I mean... Halo Infinite is a great example, and we'll compare. So we already c- talked about Ratchet and Clank and how that like directly leveraged the the benefits of the. There's also later on in the Sony press conference there was the new um, 
Horizon Zero Dawn game. I can't remember. Yep, that that looked amazing. So that was gameplay. Like, that was in-engine gameplay footage. Digital Foundry did a breakdown yep. demonstrating that, like, you could also, again, see hiccups that are, like, work in progress. Green. So it's very much still in there. It looked phenomenal uh, and whatever. These are, again, like... It, you you take those experiences, then you compare them to Halo. Now, Halo's targeting a very different thing. It's got a big open world. They're trying to target six, 60 frames per second with two-player split screen, right? That's very different than, like, a single-player, like, 30 FPS kind of a game. But still, so everyone talks, everyone's whoa, been talking whoa, whoa, about... 30 FPS, 60 FPS. So Horizon Zero Dawn is 60? On PS5, I guarantee you it will be. Oh, maybe it will be at that. And that yeah. demo was running at 30, so I assumed they'd keep oh, doing was it, it at 30. Yeah, but I, I mean, it could be that maybe they'll target it at 60. But in that demo, and I thought the first game it was both 30. Well, the first, yeah, last generation was 30, but a lot okay. of the consoles have said that this generation is targeting 60. Point just being that they're, you know, they have different. They're targeting different technical achievements on some levels of scope, if you will. That being said. The whole internet is ablaze about Halo Infinite's shitty graphics. And Digital Foundry did a breakdown right. on exactly why that was. And at a, to put it very simply, uh, it has a lot to do with the lighting technique being used on, um, in Halo Infinite, which is a dynamic lighting system, which is implemented in a way that's very last gen. And they were saying, in our opinion, this is a big indication of this game attempting to support the old hardware, and at the same time, uh, it in like in a sense, like it seems as if they're really just waiting on ray tracing here. If that makes sense, um, like I I can't believe that because some of the textures I saw in that video, I took some screen grabs, were horrible, and they had so, nothing so, to do with the so lighting. So they they called that out too, like in the sense of like the materials being used and stuff. They were for so low resolution, and they didn't Very have like simplistic. realism to them at all. Yeah, but the thing he breaks down is that those textures are physically based rendered textures, PBR textures that are extremely dependent on lighting to bring out the life in them. Basically, he uses the example of Metro Exodus, which Metro Metro Exodus if you don't have a ray tracing computer uses the same dynamic lighting techniques and he puts up a picture of it and it looks like you look at it and you're like is that like ps2 ps3 kind of like if you take some of those halo infinite screenshots and you just stop them you're like is this like 360 era like what the fuck am i looking at right. uh same thing and then they turn on ray tracing in metro exodus and all of a sudden okay yeah there right, you go but but we shouldn't even be having this discussion, right? Because for the first gameplay reveal of your n flagship next-gen game, you should be showing it at the highest level you possibly can. Well, not only that, right? But Halo Infinite is not shipping with ray tracing. So let's say Halo Infinite ships with the Xbox Series X, right? The Series X, what could be the main... Like, if you have an Xbox One X and an Xbox One, you can still play Halo Infinite at 60 frames per second. Granted, at a lesser resolu resolution than 4K, right? But you can still play Halo Infinite open world at 60 frames per second. The benefit that you would really get for Halo Infinite on the Xbox Series X is the ray tracing, right? Because the ray tracing processor that's on the Xbox Series X would be able to provide you with that. Bam! Wow, that's significantly better graphics for Halo Infinite on the Series X compared to Xbox One. But if the game is not shipping with that, 
So meaning if there is a patch after the fact, Oof. like this is there, there's just literally right. Very minimal reason to have a series X over a one X right now for the halo infinite campaign open world that we saw. We still haven't I, seen, I, we still I, haven't I seen. I feel like I need, I game, need like a game boy to run that game. I don't even need an yeah. Xbox one. Well, give, I mean, give me like an game boy original an Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> At this point, game boys might be getting close to an Xbox one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Like I, like, that that trailer like if you put it next to some of the like halo 3 graphics it looks pretty equivalent no i you know my theory is that 343 is looking at like how much effort do we need to put in to make this dynamic lighting system that's last gen you know look good and pop or do we just essentially eat it and the graphics suck until ray tracing comes you know yeah, what yeah. i mean but i mean honestly we should have a know. future podcast where we discuss this halo trailer let's get back to our console war and one yeah. thing i'm interested in your opinion on is hardware design is is the look <laughs> we gotta talk about the look yeah i like for first of all like straight looks like i i really am going to give it to playstation in the style department like the the, the, the xbox is pretty style. unimaginative on that front yeah. however but like when you saw that that playstation uh that playstation heart like how big do you think it was that thing looked sleek that thing looked like we size yeah but now it's huge as fuck <laughs> yeah everyone you realizes how big TV? it is it's, it's like, fucking like, 10 pounds dude <laughs> <laughs> like, I had like this it, Alienware. It was stylish before it was fucking 10 feet tall or yeah, whatever. It, the, well, that's what I was going to say. Now, in hindsight, like the, the Xbox Series X is not fundamentally like one edge of it much wider than a controller. It's a bench. Right. It's more or less like a controller with. So I think I'm going to take a neat little box in my corner over that fucking gigano like disc like dvd router yeah. thing. when i when you see your like friend's living room and he's got this ps5 nicely tucked in you'll be like yeah that's sick but Dude. you'll be like i'm happy that my xbox series x takes up like one console's worth of space rather than three and the other thing that i <laughs> hope they have figured out this time but the playstation 4s got loud as fuck with their fans like, uh -huh. I would watch YouTube videos of people reviewing those games, and frequently they'd, like, make a joke out of, like, oh, there it goes, you know? <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll give Xbox that. Even my potato Xbox Durango, like, y I never hear that shit. So, anyway, yeah. the point being, we'll see uh, from a style perspective and, like, imaginative, like, design perspective, PlayStation wins. But from a practicality, and like, what do I actually want on my desk? It's probably the Xbox, you know? It's like Ferrari versus uh, Subaru or some shit, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, except that's probably, like, a fucking Hummer or some shit, like a Cybertruck versus my, like, you know, <laughs> that's true. little f Echo thing. Cybertruck versus, like, Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, like I, I, that's that's probably my answer. I hope this generation to finally own them all, you know, and because I sure. really want to, I want to really experience the the. I, I, so actually, this is another point. I think that the Sony Studios are continued to communicate their focus on these like single player experiences, you know, yep. um, which I think no matter, I think there are things here that no matter who, what fan you're, what platform you're a fan of or however if you're a pc guy that there are things to applaud the fact that like one publisher's focusing at least uh, uh 
Sony has been and co- is now continuing to focus on these like um, and push these single player experiences. That's fantastic. That was something that like I remember eight years ago, people saying like those are going to go away forever. It's great that somebody did that. Um, you know, they, and, and those games are that. regularly rated as the best games of the year. Those genre games are regularly defining, at the genre yeah. defining, right? Like yeah. high quality stuff. Um, and now I will give it to Microsoft. Everwild avowed and fable are all not what i usually ha- like i think last gen kind of cat- categorized microsoft like these like multiplayer gears yeah. halo kind of stuff so props there like and we still haven't seen the other <laughs> let, the let me give you a theory studios. though some Let's like dark web theory dark right web theory. PlayStation, Sony's conference was so good and showed off so many single-player games that Microsoft felt like the only way they could possibly to compete was to show off these single-player experience games they have in development, which, do we even know if they're exclusives? I don't know. You mean Maybe to, timed exclusives, to, but we don't know if they're exclusive oh, to like, Microsoft Will they come consoles, to PlayStation? Right. right. Oh, that would be interesting. Um, I mean, that they, Microsoft has said, they said, we would love to put some Xbox games and Xbox right. Game Pass on there. Sure. And and so anyway, my the theory though is that they had to compete with Sony. So rather than showing games that would be launching with the Xbox Series X, they showed these games that may be far out, but do compete with Sony in those that style of game. Yeah. I mean, we know that there are we know that there's a Sony event coming August sixth, and we know that Microsoft has said there's an August event for them as well. So mm. this is not over. But tune I in mean, for the round two podcast. The round two after podcast. Those two but for now, for round one, I definitely think Sony is doing a better job, commu- like giving a person a reason to buy. It. Now, now though, let's talk about the the business reality because. I think what Sony is demonstrating is that this is a premium piece of hardware with its crazy SSD. They're enabling their first-party studios to really go because uh, go deep on it, it, to they're they're less restricted creatively, all, yep. not only by the hardware they're but also by. They're enabling you to make next-gen game, real next-gen games. And the the other thing that's really important with this SSD and some of this other technology that's coming out like Unreal Engine 5, which we don't know. Like, I know new new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uses the Decima engine, but I'm sure all of these engines are trying to figure out something similar to what Unreal is figuring out with their uh, Lumen system and their, I can't remember the other, the Nanite system, where it's like ways, to, there's technologies at a high level without getting into technical details, technologies that enable creators to iterate faster, to make games faster. And if you are hyper-focused on a platform target like the PlayStation 5 that has the SSD uh, that it has, um, you you basically don't need to spend as much time doing the design tricks and creating the game mechanisms to uh, circumvent the hardware restrictions that you find last gen or just like on old PCs. Um, And that's just that there's a we already now we have the last generation as proof that these first party sony studios are capable of making fantastic experiences and this is just in these decisions by sony is just enabling them to uh do that more so right yeah um now i will tell you this is a different this what is what the purpose of these first these fantastic genre divining experiences that the first party sony studios are doing is to give you a reason to buy the the PlayStation, right? Like, yep. let's say the PlayStation 5 is 500 bucks. That's not cheap for the gamer who, the kind of person who, like, um, 
already think spending a hundred is a lot too much on gaming, right? Like five hundred's like ooh, sure, big Although, investment. The Sony consoles have always been like premium priced, or at least have been known to be premium priced, right? So I think the Sony console people who are committed to those consoles aren't going to be like surprised. Yeah, Ho- yeah, hopefully. But like in the like, if you look at the the model, it's like here's five hundred, and we make you fantastic games on this platform that you can yep. only play here to convince you to do it. I consistently read an, for the life cycle yes. of the console. Yeah, they at least that's that's definitely what they demonstrated the last console. And I yep. think there's reason to say I think you could say that prior to that too. Um like play, PlayStation 3 etc. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, like Ghost of Tsushima, extremely good game, right? I don't know that's place that yeah, it's PlayStation yeah, yeah, yeah. exclusive yep. just came out like literally now and is like people love it, right? Like yep. they're doing it up till the fucking release of their next console. Yep. Um, now I read an article before we started here where, when PlayStation four came out, because it's, I think it's relatively well known that the consoles, when they come out, lose money, like per unit sold, the platform holders lose money on the console. Um, Mm. but they recoup it in the subscription services costs, like before, like Xbox live or PS plus, whatever PS now, whatever Mm -hmm. it's called. Um, still exists. Okay, cool. And then the, um, uh, and then game sales, right? So yeah. the idea is I, I, the Digital Foundry guys last gen f- de, uh, unearthed the fact that at launch, the $400 PS4 lost Sony 60 bucks a unit. Wow. That's how far back, right? So they, but the, the guy, when they interviewed one of the Sony guys, he said, uh, they expect, you know, they recoup it with one year of subscription service and one game sold. So yeah. as long as they can do that, they recoup the cost there. It's like this, uh, you know, this razor and blades business model. I don't know if you heard that, but like basically you sell the razor at a loss, but it, but you make money on the blades because they're forced to like continuously buy the blades kind of a thing. Uh-huh. So let's say Sony loses more or less that much money per console on the PS5, mm-hmm. you know, you need to make that investment. You need to buy those games. Uh, Xbox, on the other hand, <laughs> they uh, we're gonna let's assume they lose the same amount of money per console. Sure. Um, they they are trying to widen your possibilities. I don't know. They, in a lot of ways, they feel like they're trying to go Sega on us and <laughs> turn into a software only company. To, to quote Donkey's recent video. <laughs> Oh, is that where I heard it from? I, I, it's, it's swimming in my subconscious Dunk, yeah, from somewhere. Yeah. Ducky said he thought Microsoft was trying to go Sega and go software only, and he wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, I wouldn't either. Like, they own Windows, dude. Why yeah. not just move into the PC market? Well, and they've, like, totally embraced... I It, it was glossed over from all of the Craig Brute memes, but, like, Halo Infinite's l- launching day and day on fucking Steam. Like... Last gen, that was fucking. That'd be fucking crazy if you told me that. And you want to know what? You know where it's gonna look and run the best on Steam <laughs> is on is on play is on PC. Whether it's on Steam yes. or Microsoft Store, no, hundred percent, like, man. Um, right. So, and that's what they continually continuously say. I don't. Uh, like on one hand, I was saying everyone should be happy and applaud the success that Sony and their studios are having for the experiences they're pulling. I feel just as much so everyone should be happy about the fact that there's some major AAA publisher that's providing so much immense value for fucking $15 a month. Like, it's crazy yeah. 
that you can play all of those games on like I think the winner of the Xbox showcase like the best thing shown was fucking that Game Pass is crazy Pass. cool you know but, but I have a question right like if for Game Pass to exist Halo Infinite looks worse and maybe like the gameplay it will probably be good like it's fucking halo it looked like it was just halo maybe add a grappling hook right <laughs> like it's gonna be halo but if it looks worse than it could then you know it could in a next gen situation right like if halo infinite which looks like it's on track now to look worse than some current gen games yeah like death stranding for yep. example would you be willing to sacrifice that for game pass i mean that's a tough one um I, I don't know, how would you say, uh, like, what's the angle of that you think that it's taking a hit because of Game Pass, just from the perspective of they want to hit it as a wi- to, as wide of a market share as possible? Yeah, kind I of mean, thing? even just developing a game cross-platform for PC requires a lot of extra work, right? And maybe that they lose, they don't have as much resources to spend on, like, art or whatever, yeah, right? I was or gonna, scope even, yeah. like, game length could be affected, who knows, if they're spending less money on that either because they know game pass gives them a specific amount of money, but not like it can't recoup the cost of like the most expensive possible game. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Right. I, These um, are the kinds of things we have to theorize after seeing this, this demo, that question. If you rephrase that question to say, like, am I okay with the fact that halo takes a hit graphically in order to support like the lower tier Xboxes, basically. Right. Right. Um, I or think in order my- for game pass to exist, yeah, I think it, that's a tough one. Like I, what I in that particular example, like I, I can't stop. Every time I see that campaign footage, I want to play it. Like I want to play the game. But of course you do. I, because I think, then you don't have to worry about just looking at it. <laughs> well, the the thing about that is like now on the other hand, um, like gameplay is superior for me. But w- I would. If I imagine the opportunity, let's say the theoretical possibility that there's like this beautifully looking halo ring out there, you know, and like beautiful like art forerunner artifacts, I mean like if you could really make that world so much more immersive through the graphics somehow, and I could miss out on that, that you know, that's definitely a bummer. Um, and I, right, you know, I just. There's a, like you said, I think we need to do a whole nother Halo Infinite conversation because I think and there's we will. stuff there. But um, yeah, it that's hard to say. I I just like I said, since camp camp uh gameplay's the my favorite thing. Like for Halo Infinite in particular, my takeaway was like literally when I saw it live and my reactions on YouTube for those who are wondering, like when I saw it live, I was just completely enthralled. When people slowed it down and we looked at the graphics. Basically, what I came away with was like 343 nailed everything but the graphics, and the graphics have me feeling like, shit, should this be delayed? You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Well, yeah, so. yeah. And, and, and that's like, that's sort of why at the beginning I opened with for Halo people, Xbox One, because they showed more Halo. And most of the Halo community, as I've gleaned, wants just more Halo and yeah. not like more Halo 5. They want like more real Halo. And I think they showed that. But I also wonder, like, for, for somebody who doesn't care that much about Halo, did that look like a game that like you're really excited to play? Like, Lyric, who's like one of the most popular Twitch streamers and like very very well respected in the gaming community and has very good taste in games generally said that halo was not even in like what he thought were the highlights of the microsoft conference because it was so unexciting for him yeah and he likes halo he's played every halo game right like this isn't like someone who 
like bars Halo from their life or whatever. No, right? yeah, this I think touches on that strategy. Before, back in the day, if Microsoft was doing like what PlayStation is doing, which is what they've traditionally done, like if the most important thing was to move hardware, right, to get you invested in their platform, because once you buy their, if you can buy their console, every other purchase made on that ecosystem, Sony's taking a chunk, right? That's how they make right. their money, right? Oh, yeah. Including the third-party games. Um, so those those first-party games were, like, critical to moving that hardware, making that investment in the platform. Now this is more like Halo's, honestly, as part of Microsoft's strategy, I just don't think it's the same thing anymore. It's more of just like, here's Game Pass. It's got a lot of stuff, including Halo. Like, oh, cool. Like, here's, Halo. And look, the Halo you know is I mean? more Halo. It's not anything more than more Halo, it's, but it's, it's more Halo. Halo. Yes. It's <laughs> like, here's Halo. It is Halo, and <laughs> it's part of Game Pass. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's Halo Assassin's Creed, but it's still Halo. Here you go. Like, <laughs> like for example, like, quite frankly, if Halo Infinite totally sucks, there's still a fuck ton of value in game pass if god of war horizon zero dawn and like the next uncharted or something all flop playstation's fucked like they're right. totally fucked so well it's yeah, just yeah. like you know what i mean like it's just a yeah. totally different like strategy and uh it, i think it's interesting yeah i mean but for me from a gamer perspective right I hate the strategy that results in what I view as worse games, and the Microsoft strategy is, in my opinion, going to result in worse games. Yeah, the we should do a whole other podcast on like the potential long term effects of people moving to this. Like this is a this is a whole other thing. Like if you going into uh, this year, right? So before COVID hit, which we all know, like was very positive in regards to like people investing into gaming stuff, like sp mm -hmm. spending money and time in it. Um, Xbox had 10 million monthly active Game Pass users. Crazy. Right? And that's before this. So if you think, right, eventually if that's a transition to like a $15 a month for everybody, $150 million a month off of Game Pass is fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. And that's – so if if – I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this generation maybe we first of all see Microsoft totally leave hardware, maybe – uh, oh, yeah. And then two, like that, their monthly active user count that they care so much about is through the roof. Like you, maybe you're maybe transitioning to a world where you've got PC as the premium experience. You know, like high end PC experience. And PlayStation. And then Nintendo. And then and Nintendo Mike like lives over here who will never die because they make you very unique things, right? Well, and what Microsoft wants to do is like we live on the high end stuff. Like we we're on PC. You know, we're all over PC. And then if xCloud and 5G and all this stuff enables it, we live everywhere else. You know what right. I mean? No, like, that's a huge thing. Their streaming stuff that like is in the works is crazy, and they didn't mention that at all in their presentation, which blew my mind. Yeah, like, dark Microsoft web Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming out in like fucking two weeks or something. And that game is like some of the most advanced streaming like game game technology that's ever been used yeah. in history and it's going to be like one of the best looking games ever because of all the cloud computing and they didn't that like they didn't mention anything relating to that and I'm I couldn't believe it honestly yeah no I I I I like I said it's like a totally different thing they're just basically like hey we have a bunch of great games you pay $15 a month you can get them um, they might not look good but the gameplay will be fun at least. <laughs> yeah like I said I think that 
I don't know. So far, we haven't seen, very interestingly, Halo Infinite multiplayer, which you know that when, when a Halo game comes out, the thing that gets the most, like, traction in the... It, it, like all these other games, right? Like, yep. Call of Duty has a campaign, but goodness gracious, that pales in comparison to, like, the relative importance of the multiplayer within the mm-hmm. general gaming sphere. Definitely. So, I, I, and like I said... We'll have a Halo Infinite podcast. That yeah. one, I think, you know, they don't need to use those same lighting techniques. Maybe it'll look... We're going to get the multiplayer. We're going to be like, why the fuck does this look so good? And the <laughs> campaign looks like trash. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so because I don't think that Halo Infinite... I mean, if Halo looks like it did in that trailer when it comes out, it's not like... I, Dude, I, yeah. I'm I call very that, worried for I, it, Halo Now, speaker. it was like a four-month-old build and all this shit, but, like, in my opinion, that build looked like alpha, you know? Like, it, I, I don't worse, think I... pre-alpha, right? Yeah, like, that's, I like, alpha footage. I would not have shown that. If, like, we were about to show off our game and that was what we had, I would say, nope, let's not show it off. Yeah, not yet. For right? sure. Let's make a pre-rendered cinematic trailer if we have to. But for, like, a triple-A studio, like, if me and you made that, we a could be like, we're kind of cool. Triple A. This isn't just a triple A studio, right? This isn't just like fucking a triple A studio that isn't tied yeah, yeah, to a yeah. console publisher, right? This is a Microsoft owned triple A studio. And dude, it's Halo. It's not like it's Halo. It's their biggest game. It's not, yeah. So like it, <laughs> y- you never know. Also like COVID, it being like we'll theorize about that, like how that could have impacted all that stuff. But yeah. like anyway, point being, anyway, let's as call I, this. Yeah, I think this conversation's <laughs> highlighted. Round one, were, I think we're going to give to Sony so far, we give it to Sony. generally, but they're very different realities, and I hope you guys yeah. all enjoyed that conversation. But we'll, I mean, uh, I, from my perspective, for the gamer, I don't care about business. I don't care about that. For the gamer looking to play fun games and unique next-gen experiences, which is what I think a console reveal should be, I think Sony won. There's yeah. a lot of caveats you presented that could give Microsoft advantage in other aspects, but in that perspective, I think Sony won hands down. Yeah. If you also, yeah, if in the in the world where you just you know money's not a thing and everything like that, because right. I, I the last thing I'll touch on on like we think like why would they like why would they continue to support the old generation? I've had four people now, four friends, including Ryan from work today. Shout out to Ryan, you're famous now. Uh, tell me that. Like, oh, so it's only for Halo's only... He's like, he watched the Halo reveal. He's like, oh, that's really cool. He's like, so it's only for the new Xbox? I'm like, no, it's actually backwards compatible for all the other ones. He's like, yes! He's like, I didn't want to buy a new Xbox, blah, blah, blah. And basically three other people in addition to him have told me something along the same lines where they were basically like, oh, that's great, I'm going to try it. So, like... And maybe that's enough for Microsoft, even if they can't make as good of a game, at least they can send it. Well, you have to also think if you have 50 million Xbox Ones in the wild, you know, and you can potentially get 10 million more Game Pass subscribers by Halo. So anyway, we'll we'll talk about it more in the future. But yeah, business business is different. I like you know you can talk. No, you're right. No, you're totally right. I'm the like person who's like I'm here for the gamers. Last thing I'll say because we didn't touch on it. I thought Sony did a. I don't think Microsoft did any honestly. Uh, Sony did a much better job of showing some cool indie stuff. Yep, they did. They showed some great indie stuff. Um, that game that was the by cat. that studio that looked like Pixar, first of all, uh, that game was unbelievable. I can't remember what it was called, but the 
the trailer was amazing. And then Stray, Annapurna published my favorite publisher. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Uh, by the way, I wanted to say I want to end this this with our game of the conferences. So the game, and I, it's okay if your answer is Halo, but the game that you were most excited for, most hyped for coming out of the conferences, you first. Okay, outside of Halo. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Halo is your answer, right? Yeah, Halo is my answer. Okay, um, love yeah, sure. the gameplay basically, and everything else yep. nailed it. Yep. For Sony, it was Ratchet and Clank. Okay. I really thought that looked like a lot of fun, and like we said before, like an experience I'm not going to even be able to get on my PC. Honestly, I don't think my Just SSD can keep up like that, it. even if it yeah, no, were totally. on PC. Right. So. Um. Yeah. Okay, for me, and that's why I said this before I brought it up, it's Stray. Cyberpunk Cat Game, definitely my top game. I Just because I love Annapurna, and that game looks like such... I watched the trailer again because I was showing it to someone. That The world building in that trailer is like a world where humans yeah. are dead and robots rule the world, and they're like just going about their daily activities, but then you're playing as a stray cat with like a drone. Like I have no idea what that game's even going to be. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really, uh, really unique, really unique world building. I really it. hope that game won't be a PlayStation exclusive, but it probably will be. <laughs> well, yeah, I, most I, of Annapurna's games have eventually come to PC. Journey, it only took like ten years. <laughs> so maybe I'll play. Sayonara, Wild Hearts. That's true. That was PC from the beginning, I believe. Okay, but. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, very, very so cool where conversation. Can find us. Yes, uh, you can find us at kokoalaentertainment.com. There you have links to all our social media, including uh, Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at kokoala underscore ent. We right now, at the time of posting this giveaway, I'm sorry, <laughs> this podcast on July 27th, 28th, whenever you hear it, we have three giveaways in rotation. Follow us on our social media profiles to get in on the goodness. We give shit away regularly because we're crazy and because it, it uh, definitely it seems to make you guys happy. It's on uh, like making you guys happy. Right now we have one going. We have Craig the Brute from Halo Infinite partnering with us to give away $100 on Twitter. Uh, then, Craig the Brute, the worst looking character in the trailer. <laughs> Dude, now they have to keep him. They got to fucking put like Craig oh on like some he mountain or some Easter shit. Egg or, something, or like on a poster. He has to be like the president in the Halo, in the Halo universe. It would be great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Or you, when you are co-op with somebody they join in and they're craig the brute like right. okay uh you can also at our website kokoalaentertainment.com you can join our discord that is the uh hip and happening place uh for all of the things related to our game and our game universe some lore details coming down more they will become increasingly important increasingly more goodness coming down the pipe um yes and merch there on our website Woo! you can find kokoala entertainment merch it helps if support you join the, the discord and get lucky and get into cryptic bonnet then you'll get to see a brand new exclusive lore reward coming tomorrow yes if you join quick they're gonna join hit their quick. milestone reward and get they the next lore to oh they did mm. bang so it's kind of it's yeah. dropping tomorrow for sure you get the next little lore tidbit uh surrounding the universe of our game yep marcus if they if if Craig is Marcus the okay telling me to shut the fuck up and that Craig is beautiful <laughs> and I shouldn't diss him. I would like to say I was not dissing Craig. Craig is my favorite thing that came out of that trailer. <laughs> so, like I, I would I would buy Craig Simulator for sure before I bought Halo Infinite so far with that with that trailer. <laughs> long live Craig. Long live Craig. All right. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. This was a long one, but 
It a was good the, one. Round one. We'll have round two coming. Yeah. Uh, tune in for whatever we talk about next week. We'll see you. Bye.